0: Hi church. Welcome to our church online. You know, this morning before we carry on, why not just turn to someone next to you if you are watching with someone, you know, just give the person a smile. If you are watching this alone, you know, why not just smile wherever that you are seated. I think, you know, in today's time, it is so important for us to, to, you know, to remain positive, to remain, you know, uh, upbeat in, in our spirit because really that we, we I, I really believe that God is bringing us through a season and it's, it's going to turn out good at the end of the day and sometimes we need to be reminded again that God is always good yeah so I, I want to encourage you yeah just, just you know just give a wide smile even if you are alone alright yeah because it's so important for us to really you know to have a, a positive outlook on the things that's around us because our God is a God who who will never fail in his word, never fail in his promise to each and every one of us. So why not, wherever we are seated or we are watching this, yeah, why not? Let's let's pray together, amen? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are a good God. Lord, at the end of it all, Lord, we know that your word stands true, that all things will work for the good of those who love you. And Lord, your plans are always perfect. Though your ways may not be our ways, Lord, your timing, oh Father, may not be our timing. But Lord, we want to trust in you fully. So this morning, we come before you. We want to look to you. Lord, we pray. Fill every heart. Fill every home. Lord, with your presence, with your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Amen, amen. I pray that you've been blessed. Yeah, worshipping together with us this morning. I don't know about you. You know, every time when we get a chance to to be able to praise God, to worship God, it's such a tremendous privilege. You have to be able to come to the very throne of God's grace. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, when I uh, two weeks ago I started this series, I told you guys if you have been watching this uh, sermon or you know watched the service online two weeks ago, I you know I, I told you guys that we're gonna you know bring us through a series on the mountain peaks, yeah, the mountains in our lives. And how many of you still remember two weeks ago I talked I talk about you know Mount Carmel, yeah, where Elijah was there and, and he, had, uh, he had a showdown with, with the prophets of Baal and, and, you know, God answered by fire. It was a really tremendous, majestic, you know, uh, kind of thing that had taken place. Yeah, but the most important thing is this, that in that message that, you know, it is a mountain of, yeah, it is a mountain of, of uh, decision. So it's very important for us to make up our minds, to decide, you know, who God, uh, you know, who is God in our lives, amen? And I I pray that we will, you know, we'll we'll confess and, and believe wholeheartedly that Jesus Christ is Lord, amen? You know, mountains, mountains are majestic, Yeah. And the wheel at the peak are amazing. No one climbs up to the mountain peak and then, you know, just stay there for five seconds and come down. People will linger there because it gives you a tremendous wheel. And in fact, by scaling the mountain, there's a, a feeling of overcoming something. Yeah, being on top. You, you feel like, you know, even though you climb the you know, just a small mountain, like like you know, in in KL, maybe Bukit Gasing, all right. It's not even considered a mountain; it's just a hill. But when you reach the top of it, you feel like wow. Especially for those of you who have not been hiking, you know, uh, people like me, all right. And when when you reach the top, you feel like wow. You know, I've achieved something, yeah. And and the bonus is the great view when you are on top there. You look around, and it's like wow. You know, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah, everybody who have climbed Mount Kinabalu, yeah, when they reach the, the peak, they, 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 they always say the same thing, that the view is amazing. No one goes up there and say, wow, the weather is very nice. Yeah, or, or wow, the rocks are beautiful. No, they look and, you know, the panoramic view is just tremendous. But the thing is this, the journey up the mountain is never easy. Yeah, in fact, I really believe that mountains in our lives are not a place of recreation like how we, you know, in our time when we are on top of the mountain, we find ourselves enjoying the wheel or enjoying of, you know, overcoming something. In the Bible, mountaintops are often places or of encounters with God. Yeah, the Christian life is a series of mountaintops and also valleys, The way up is not always a straight path. It is not an easy road. Even so, you know, as we look at the mountaintops in the Bible, as we're going to look through these five mountaintops, we're going to find that it was a place where God revealed Himself to the people. We thank God that today we don't have to climb up a mountain in order to have a revelation of who God is. Amen? Amen? So, the thing is that it's important. Everybody say revelation. It's very crucial for every one of us to have a revelation of who God is in our lives. It's one thing to have the knowledge about God It's quite another to have a revelation of Him. You know, a lot of us, we can have knowledge about things. Yeah, I, you know, if you read enough, you will know about what you are reading. You know, you may not have been to Japan or or Tokyo, one of my favourite places. You have read a lot of things. You may know everything, but it's quite another when you are there and experience it yourself. So a lot of times that even in our journey, in our journey of faith, we are dependent on a lot of things that is about God, but never really a, rev- a revelation of who He is. And in fact, you look through the Bible, God has never at, you know, at any point in time just to give people the knowledge of Him. God wants to be personal with each and every person. That's why Jesus Christ, He came in the form of a man. That He can be personal with you and I. Amen? So it's important yeah, that we, we, we understand this. Come on, everybody say revelation. Yep. So all these mountaintops that we're going to talk about, all these mountains is about a revelation of who God is. Yep. Mount Carmel was a mountain of decision. Yep. God revealed Himself as the God who answers. Amen? So God is not a God who is silent, but He is a God who answers. But in that case, He answered by fire. That tells us that God is, is, is not someone that's hidden. When He answers, He will make sure that we will get the answer. Amen? So, God is not going to play hide and seek with us. In fact, the Bible says this that, you know, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. The problem is, we don't seek enough. That's why we never you know, I see God as a God who answers because we are always dependent on other people, especially when it comes to things, the needs in our lives. When we, you know, when we have a need, you know, we're always dependent on someone to pray for us. You know, you call up someone, hey, can you pray for me? But then you yourself, you are not seeking God enough, you're expecting people to seek God for you. That is not how the way it works Yep if you want to know God who answers you have to make a decision in your life what you are what you're going to do you know or how you know how much you're going to believe that God can answer in your life or to be able to hear what is speaking to you sometimes those answers may not be the kind of answers that we want but I can tell you this God is a God who answers amen so this morning we are going to hear about another mountain. Yeah, and it's a very important mountain. It's called Mount Moriah. Not Mount Moriah, all right? If you watch Lord of the Rings, you know what I'm talking about, right? This one has a H at the end, Mount Moriah. Everybody said Moriah. Yeah, in Genesis chapter 22. All right, let's look at verse 1 to verse 2. It says this, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Then God said, take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which... I will show you. This seemed to be a very odd request or command from God. It it, it sounded, it it didn't even sound, you know, it it described as God wanting human sacrifice. It contradicts his own character. And if you look at what, you know, uh, know, uh, God said to Abraham, he says this, think now your son your only son. You know, sons in the Old Testament is, is very, you know, they have a very important place because they are the heir to their, you know, their, their, their possessions and, and stuff like that, okay? But God says, not just your son, but your only son. Isaac, whom you love so much, It's like God is rubbing it in. You know, it's not just take anything, but the only thing that you have, the only thing that you're affectionate about, and then go and sacrifice Him as a burnt offering. For us, we we all have the benefit of knowing the outcome. But can you imagine... All Abraham and Isaac had was only until verse 10. If you further, you read on, they went to, 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 to Mount Moriah and then you know, Abraham pre- prepared the, the wood, the altar, tied Isaac up, put him on the the, the altar and as Abraham, you know, uh, lift up the, the knife and about to plunge, we know, that God sent an angel to stop Abraham. But Abraham did not have a foreknowledge of that. Isaac did not have a foreknowledge of that. He was tied and laid down on the altar. So when we read this, you know, for us it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's just a passing thing. But if you were in Abraham's shoes, how would you feel? It was a three-day journey for Abraham to contemplate or to turn back. But yet he went straight. You know, as Charles Spurgeon said, I cannot imagine a greater test than that which the Lord applied to Abraham. The Jews usually say that Abraham was tried 10 times. Surely on this occasion, listen to this, he was tried 10 times in one. God told Abraham to offer up his only son, The son of promise as a burnt offering. Imagine with me, after killing Isaac, Abraham had to burn his son. I don't know about you, it's so difficult to do. It's definitely not as easy as we have just read it through. And by now, Isaac would have been about 15 years old. You know, when I read, when I read this, I kept asking myself, why now and not earlier? Why 15 years later? Why not at the beginning of the, you know, when when Isaac was born? But 15 years later, so I was scratching my head. And I realized that sometimes we'll never be able to understand how God works. But one thing that we have to, all of us have to learn is this. When God wants to reveal something to you, He may put you through situations that does not make sense at all. When God wants to reveal himself to us, he may put us through situations that doesn't make sense to us. The Mount Moriah test was not to produce faith. Remember this. As we read, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham already had faith. But this test was to reveal his faith in God. Just as much as God wanted to reveal himself, God also wanted Abraham to reveal himself. Amen. Abraham's response, as we read just now, here I am. Come on, everybody say, Here I am. You know that these three words is very easy to say when it doesn't cost you anything. It's very easy to sing when it does not cause us anything. But the fact is this. Abraham said, here I am, showed that he was ready and available. Many, when God calls, their response is this. Instead of here I am, the response will be, there they are. I remember many years ago, there's this song called, you know, uh, let me just try to remember the lyrics. It says this, Send me, I will go. Send me, I will go. Yeah, it's a bit out of tune. You know, people will cry singing that song. But no more when God says, I'm sending you the lyrics change. Send him, he will go. Send him, he will go. That's the problem. Are we ready and available like Abraham was ready and available to obey God? So if Mount Carmel was a mountain of decision, Mount Moriah is a mountain of obedience. Many want God to fulfill His promise. It was a tremendous promise that God had given to Abraham. But it requires us to be obedient. If we want God to fulfill His promise to us, we must be willing, we must be available to obey God. People want God to fulfill his obligation. But they are not willing. They are not available to obey. Let's look at verse 5. It says this, stay here, he told, you know, Abraham told the servant, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship. Everybody say worship. We will worship there and then we will come right back. So many people who read this will say that, oh, you know, Abraham has so much faith that, you know, that he knew, he knew that he will come back with Isaac. I don't think so. That Abraham was so much full of faith that, you know, uh, you know God, I know that very last moment you're going to stop me, you know, plung- you know, plunging the knife in. Mind you, Abraham did not even tell his wife what he was doing. Why would he tell his servants what he was about to do? You understand where I'm getting at? Probably he was telling this to the servants that you, know, you stay here. Alright, we will come back, we will come back. But there's one word here that really strikes out or really stands out Is this that, the word worship. Abraham knew what was required on that mountain. But his attitude and approach to worship showed that it is not about feelings. It's not about what we want to do. He has made that decision that when God Called him. He has already made the decision to follow through. Abraham, his attitude was this, we will go and worship. I don't think that Abraham would, you know, telling his servants with the kind of you know uh, uh, expression, hey, you know, you guys stay here, we, you know, me and my son, we will go there and worship and we'll come back. I don't think so. That it was like that. You know, some of us, we, we we're very excited. Oh, you know, this morning, we're going to go to church and worship. Whoa! But the real fact that Isaac asked, where is the sacrifice? Even Isaac didn't know what was about to happen. The only person that knew everything was God and Abraham. But Abraham worshipped and trusted God. His attitude was that even though he didn't feel like it, he followed through. So I want to say this. Worship is not just about songs and music. The problem with today is that some Christians can't even worship if they don't like the song. They walk around, you know, folding their hands uh, to this. I think they are playing out key, out of key, out of tune. I think the worship leader is singing off. Friends, worship goes beyond feelings. Goes beyond your observation. In fact, worship has a lot to do with obedience. There is always a tension when obedience requires something from us. If we want a revelation of who God is, there must be obedience. And that obedience often requires something from us. Like what I say earlier on, firstly, it didn't make sense. Will we trust and obey like Abraham even when it doesn't make sense? Abraham trusted that God at the end of it all will always have the good for him. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 to 19, it says this, it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. So Abraham believed that God could raise Isaac up even if he had offered up Isaac. So that was the amount of trust that Abraham had. That when things didn't make sense, when God, you know, asked for his son of promise, yeah, his very future, by then Ishmael was long gone. Can you imagine if, 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 if Abraham would have this thought like mind, you know, if I'm going to, you know, offer up Isaac, if, you know, whatever, I can still go and look for Ishmael. I tell you what, it, it will be like one of those TVB series. But it's not. Because Ishmael is right out of the picture. That's the promise doesn't come true, Ishmael. But it was the only thing that Abraham had. But Abraham showed that obedience is fully trusting God through the entire process and also the result. Sometimes we trust, you know, only to that extent of the process but we don't trust the result because we want the result the way that we want it. But trust, if you want to obey God, that trust must go until the end no matter what. No matter what God or how God will answer or how God will give to us or what God will do, we will still trust in Him even though it didn't make sense. Not just in the process, but also in the results. Obedience It's commitment all the way. Obedience requires us to finish. It is following through. A lot of people, they don't see, even in in their natural life, they don't see things really moving or happening because they don't follow through. They are not committed all the way. So it's important for us to know that obedience doesn't only happen when it makes sense to us. It's when it doesn't make sense if we we'll still choose to obey because we trust God through the entire process and the result that He has for us. Amen? And then secondly, there's a tension because it touches our most precious Offering up Isaac was allowed a lot to ask for. Isaac was the only son and is not the only, just the only son, he was the son of promise. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of Bible scholars were, you know, show that this, this is just a foreshadow of what God would do. Well, you see, that's the amazing thing. That God would not ask from us what he himself would not do. God gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and I. So God did not withheld back His only Son. You know, why 15 years? I was just thinking, wow. after 15 years, I believe that after 15 years, that's why when God says, take now your Son, your only Son, whom you love much, there was a lot of attachment, most precious. You know, as most of you know that, you know, me and Pastor Brenda, we became parents three months ago, you know, to our beautiful, you know, <laughs> cute boy, JJ. You know, every morning when we, when we wake up, you know, I, for me, I will always go to him, and even though he's still sleeping, I just look and just stare at him. Even just three months. There's such attachment. I can't imagine 15 years of the son growing up with Isaac, growing up with Abraham, playing with Abraham, Abraham teaching him, doing things together. It was a lot of attachment, very precious. You know, it's always easier to obey when God requires from us things that has no attachments. It's very easy. But we can't offer to God what does not cost us. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24 Samuel understood this. When he wanted to offer, you know, a sacrifice to God. You know, at, at, the, at, at the place, that the field that was uh, owned by Araunah. Arauna said, I'm going to give you this field for free because you are the king of Israel. David could have just taken it. But you know what David said? I will not present burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, that have cost me nothing. Friends, sometimes, those things that, that that causes can be painful. Remember I shared I think some time ago, our worship could also be the pain, the hurts. I think it was the on, on you know the, the message on the mountain of, of of uh you know uh yeah the mount Mount Carmel, yeah? The mountain of decision They're on that altar. It could be our pain. Causes something. Abraham's obedience led to the revelation of God as provider in his life. His obedience led him to see God as a God who provides. That's amazing, right? In verse 13 to 14, it says, Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by his horn in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Because just as Abraham was about, you know, after he tied up Isaac, laid him on the altar and he was about to plunge the knife, the angel came and stopped him, right? Then after that, instead of, you know, uh, uh, God says that, you know, uh, you know I, now I know, now I know that you will not withheld anything from me, even your only son. And then God provided a ram that was caught by its horn in a thicket. And in verse 14, it says this, and Abraham named the place yahweh Yireh, Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. You know, Abraham did not just stumble upon that name. That name did not just happen, you know, by chance. It happened because of his obedience to God. That obedience was met with God's providence. Let me say that again. That obedience was met with God's providence. It was a full commitment. And we can't expect God to fulfill His promise when we are only part-time obeying Him. Part-time obedience does not bring the fulfillment of God's promise to our lives. Part-time obedience does not see, you know, does not allow us to have that revelation of God as a provider in in our lives. And I believe that God's promise is waiting upon us, our commitment, our full commitment to Him. Because obedience and providence will always work hand in hand. If we choose to obey God, God will provide for us. In verse 16, it says, this is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me. Abraham's obedience has brought about God's providence, that blessing upon his life. But the amazing thing is this, we think that we are giving to God. You know, we think that, you know, Abraham was giving his, his only son to God. But in actual fact, God is giving back to us. We can't outgive God, that's for sure. Nothing that we give to Him that He can't give back to us. And this is a classic example. If we are willing to obey, I really believe that God will do His part to fulfill His promise in our lives. Providence always follows after obedience. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verse 1 to verse 14, you know, God told Moses, tell the people, if you were to obey my word and my command, these blessings will follow after you. So that's God's promise to us. The mountain of obedience became the mountain of providence. Your mountain of obedience can be your mountain of providence. Your obedience will draw God's providence upon your life. And we can't climb this mountain of ob- if we are not ready to obey in full. The problem is this. A lot of us, we want the providence of God, but we are not willing to be obedient. It's never going to happen, friends. What is... what if, what? is the Isaac or what are the Isaacs in your life this morning if you are withholding it back then you will never see you will never experience the revelation of who God as a provider in your life and you know what friends Abraham I believe that very day He did not just see. The ram was not the highlight. You get what I mean? A lot of us, we focus on the ram. Oh, we gave this, you know, to God. God, give us back something. It was the ram. (laughs) It was not the ram that's stuck in the thicket. But who God is as a God who provides. As Jehovah Jireh. That Abraham would name that place as a mountain. You know, this is the mountain that God provided. That He had a revelation of Jehovah Jireh in His life. How about you? Are you, you know, just having the Isaacs in your life and you are just, you know, just waiting until those Isaacs become less precious? It doesn't happen, friends. What is God asking you this morning? What is the thing? What is the thing in your life that's stopping you from your full commitment, your obedience to Him? Friends, this is the only thing. This is the thing that only you can answer. I can't answer for you. I can't, you know, decide for you. You know yourself. To some people, it's a relationship. To some people, it's their finances. To some, it's their job. To some, it's, you know, this and that. So we have to really ask ourselves. Don't just go through, the, you know, when, when God told Abraham that, oh, you know, by this time, in, in, you know, next year you will have a son and, you know, through him your descendants will, you know, will be blessed and, you know, the, all these things. Wow. It was a great promise. But lo and behold, after Isaac was born 15 years later, God tested Abraham. If God were to test you this morning, how would you respond? Some of us like, oh, you know, we want that dream job and and we've been praying and working so hard for it and, you know, you're fully, oh God, if you were to open the door for me to have that job, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll I'll praise you. I will, this and that. But the moment you get your job, you don't even bother to come to church. You don't even bother to worship God because you're so busy, so caught up. Some of you, maybe, you know, you don't have a relationship, you pray, oh God, you know what? If I were to have a relationship, if I were to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, uh, know, I I will, you know, we will serve you together. And then what happens? When you have a relationship, you don't even bother about serving because you want time for yourself. Maybe some of you, we have children, and before you have children, you say, well, you know, God, how wonderful it is that our whole family can serve you together. The moment you have children, you say, oh, you know, I have no time to serve because all my time is just taking care of my children. And then we wonder why we don't have a revelation of who God is as a provider in our lives. Friends, these things are very real. It can happen to you, it can happen to me. You know, I, even though just being three months old father, you know, I, every morning when I look at my son, I say, God, thank you. He is so precious to me. You know, I, I really enjoy just, just looking at him, but I told myself this, I say, God, Whatever it is, may I grow to become a father that will be able to lead him well so that he will follow you wholeheartedly to give his all to you. It may seem to be like, wow, you know, it's just so easy to say, but I know there's going to be a very difficult journey. But I will have to make that decision today to obey God. My wife asked me this question and said, Hey dear, what if Junjay one day wants to be a hairdresser? I said, Why not? (laughs) If that's what God has called him to do. Then she asked again, What if he, he wants to be a pastor? say, wow, pastor's life is very difficult. No, 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 I'm just joking. But I told her, if God calls him, we will have to release him. In fact, there should not even be attention to release him to God's will. But it's up to us. I told 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 both of us, it's up to us to be good parents, godly parents, that he will always know what is the will of God in his life. What is the thing, friends, that's going to be standing in the way of your obedience to God? If you are able to climb that mountain of obedience, you will see the providence over your life. Your mountain of obedience could be your mountain of providence. Amen. So why not? Let's 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 look to Jesus. Because I, I really believe God has the best. Not just through the process, but also the result of it all. Amen. So we're gonna worship God. Amen. And why not? Wherever you are seated, if you are holding a cup of coffee, yeah, you know, put it down. Yeah, and you know you are having the bread, you know, about to enter your mouth, you know, just put it down. Let's focus on Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on so in wherever that you are seated wherever they are watching this why not just avail ourselves to him make ourselves available to god and say god i want to be willing even though it may be difficult may your grace be upon me i will choose to be willing i will choose to obey hallelujah thank you lord because you always have the best through it all and at the end of it all you will have the best for my life Amen You know friends this morning I want to pray for two groups of people the first group is those of you you know that you know it's a challenge for you to obey God you know to to come into the full commitment to you know to be obedient to God I want to pray for you that you will Come to that place where you will trust God and say, "God, I will from today onwards. I want to come in full obedience to You." And then the second group of people are those of you who have been obeying. You are obedient towards God, but yet you have yet to see the promise of God being fulfilled. I want to encourage you. God is not a man that He should lie. All that he has promised you, he will bring it to pass. His so his promises upon your life, he will be faithful to bring it to completion because he who has started a good work in you will be faithful to bring it into fruition. Amen. So I I really believe that you know if you, you just continue to walk in a path of obedience. You will see. You will see the providence of God over Amen. your life. Amen. So I want to pray for these two group of people. Why not just you know wherever you are, if you are any of this, you know, let's 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 lift up our hands to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, Father. We thank you. Yeah, you are always faithful. You are a provider. Amen. Lord, this morning we pray you know, for those who are struggling to to obey you. They're still you know holding on so tightly to their own Isaac's. Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name that we, that they will learn to not with Lord, they will learn not to withheld anything from you. Because we know that is your promise that if we choose to obey if we do not withhold anything from you Lord, you will certainly bless us, oh God. So Lord, we pray Lord, no matter what those Isaacs may be it could be the most precious things in our lives or it could be, you know, things that we, we can't let go of. The hurts, the, the, the pain or, or, you know, the, the, the someone that, that we, you know, that we, we, you know, that have offended us. Lord, we, we, Lord, we don't want all these things to, to stand in the way. Lord, we just want to lay it all down and start on that journey yeah. of obedience. God, if if there's anything that today that how we we can respond to you is how abraham responded here i am here i am and lord for the second group of people who have been faithfully obeying you but yet they've lord seen they've yet to see lord what lord the, the promise that you have given to us. I pray that, that they will not lose heart yes. lord i pray that in jesus name that god that they will know that you are a god who will see us through the entire process and you are the God of even the results Amen. at the end of it all. So Lord, I pray that you'll be with them, encourage them. Lord, I ask that in Jesus' name just fill their hearts right now. Lord, with the assurance that God, that everything will work out well because you hold everything. You are a provider. Amen. So Lord, thank you even when the ocean runs dry. God, you are still our provider thank you Lord so Lord we pray be with us Lord may this message speak to speak to every one of us just as how it has spoken to me Lord that we are always willing to lay down Lord and to be able to climb this mountain of obedience because we're going to see we're going to experience the revelation of Jehovah Jireh God our provider in our lives so Lord even as we end this morning service continue to speak to us I know that this is not a one-moment journey it's a journey of a lifetime Lord I pray oh God be with us yes. may the love of the Father the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in Jesus name we pray amen amen hallelujah god bless you amen remember this your mountain of obedience can be your mountain of providence amen amen we'll see you guys again next sunday and we're gonna scale another mountain amen hallelujah amen this sermon has been brought to you by harvest generation church we hope you've been blessed and encouraged